the Dock with Pastor Troy here. We're in the studio again. We got a great one for you coming up here, and we're all about it. We are going to have a good time. I know we've got a guest here. I'll introduce him in a minute. I can see Daniel. Daniel was looking at the video. He's watching watching our commercial coming in. Uh, don't you hate it? When you're a preacher and you go someplace, you always analyze the preaching. It's hard to enjoy preaching. When you, I'm sure when you're a musician, you go someplace, you always analyze the music and go, that's ah, hard to do that. That guitar player came in late. Uh, poor thing is, Lucas is in trouble this whole entire episode. Every time we run a clip, Daniel's thinking, I could do, be- do that better. <laughs> so he, he can, So we'll be expecting some sort of new intro soon. Yeah, yeah, and he can do it better. So we'll have to get him on it. Now, he can't do that song any better because, man, we are on the dock right now. We're having a good time on the dock.org. releases every Tuesday and Thursday. You guys know we're all about conversations that propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. And you can find us on multiple platforms. Those platforms primarily use YouTube. Gosh, someday maybe we'll get enough people to watch us so we can actually get some money. Uh, Spotify and iTunes Amen. as well. Uh, Google Play. You guys are getting close to that on the Cedar Sessions. I know that. Google oh, yeah. Play, Facebook. Hey, y'all need to promote on the dock on your cedar sessions that will help us out help you out well you know if we get a sponsorship of uh barbecue yeah i would do that i will do that i will do that google play facebook roku rumble roku you got to download the sermonette app and find the on the dock channel rumble as well sermonette we're on five on five different social media sites facebook instagram twitter telegram and getter we're there and when you find us please hit subscribe hit like notify tell other people harass your friends until they start watching on the dock because you never know you might be on the dock with us so we'd love to have you and you can go to Patreon. Patreon is our partnership site. If you would like to be a partner, an advertiser with us, there's four platforms. There's also three levels of sponsorships. You can just help us with resources and that helps us do more and better shows and maybe even pay somebody like Daniel to do us a better intro. So we would love to have that. And on the doc.org, you can go to that site and find all of our links to get to all of our sites, including Patreon, all the different platforms you can get there. If you just, if you give up, just email us at info at on the doc.org and our executive, our executive uh, producer, director, which one is she? She's director. Our executive director, Donna Kanuski, she will get you straightened out, and we're glad to be here. We got a great show for you. We're getting in, in season two here. We are excited about what's coming up. And on the deck here, I've got with me next to me, I got Mother Beth in the background. She's she's on the bench right now. She's back in the bench in the in the, in the deep areas. She might scream in here or holler at something. She just gets crazy right now. I mean, she 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 she, she, she got to the set. She's her alarm went off at we, we saw it go off at nine fifteen. We had a we had a curtain call at nine. It's nine thirty, and her alarm goes off saying. Well, I'm just supposed to be here now. I'm thinking, man, there's something wrong with that alarm setting. Um, <laughs> only Mother Beth could reason to have the alarm to remind her to get here and know that oh she's already gosh. 20 minutes late. But it's my bride for so many years, and this is why our marriages remain strong. I'm very thick-skinned, and I can take the beatings. Daniel, <laughs> you should learn. Yes, yes. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Just, I, right wow. next to me in, in, the, wow. in the seat right next to me is a co-host, Ben Ottolini. Ben, how you doing, brother? Oh, man, I think we're just off to a great start. Yeah, we're going to rip-roar We're gonna rip roar today. So thanks for joining us. We're in our Worship Leader of Southern Illinois series. It's an On the Dock Season 2 Super Series. Super, super, super. super. <laughs> wilderness wilderness cooking go watch wilderness cooking on youtube they're probably monetized they get lots of views go see them super all right we uh we're ready to start another sub series uh we're ready to go with this one and we've got in the studio we're going to feature today daniel lopez and we got Mm. his better half here we'll get into all that in a minute and and he's a a bit of he's kind of the heart behind these cedar sessions he's got a lot of partners in it but it's a we i didn't list i didn't list a town because i know you where you're from, but what you're doing is collective and it's a Southern Illinois thing. So we just went with that. Let me give you a good picture of Daniel. This is Ooh, Daniel. Oh, Daniel, look, look that. Daniel. Yeah. See, that's what happens when you're a professional photographer. You're, you're Actually, bro- I was going to say, I'm going to make a challenge. I think, I think we're already way bigger than Southern Illinois. 
Oh, I think you are too. No, no, you're bigger. Go, 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 go three state, tri-state region. We're American. We're American. I like the that. American American. Sessions. What, what's great is we had your brother in as, as a part of this and, and he griped about his photo from the start. I mean, just whined like, like, I mean, it was terrible. The whining was pitiful. We, we asked him if he wanted cheese with that wine and all that stuff. And, and he whined about it and it was this photo right off his website. I said, this is your own problem. I said, secondly, your brother's photo is a lot better because he does this professionally so so oh you're gonna gosh. have to help your brother out. get him a better picture you yeah. know yeah. yeah so he doesn't cry you got so, my number yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's Give right call. yeah you'd think he'd call you and ask for one because you've done he's done so many photos for us and we'll let him tell you a little, a little bit about that in a minute but uh daniel uh just tell us take a moment uh tell us about where you're from tell us about what you know what you what you do and what you serve and about your about your purpose and mission and in a minute we're gonna we'll jump into your family and stuff and and introduce your lovely wife that's here as well all right cool so i am originally born native uh california was where i was born and raised um but i think i'm officially a southern illinois native you've been here long enough now i've been here longer than i've been in california do you say fixing yet? We're, we're fixing to go? I say y'all. Y'all, you're here. Do you say warsh? Oh, warsh. I say warsh. We're going to do the warsh. Yeah, so that was a beautiful um, experience for me to realize, realize that I'm really connected to our region and our area. And uh, honestly, it's been the best time, I'm, time of my life. He eats barbecue like a southerner. I've oh, seen him eat barbecue. Can, I love good barbecue. Yeah, he, I actually He watches the show on Netflix. You watch the barbecue, American barbecue? I love that. Oh, yeah. I, absolutely love grilling maybe we could do another podcast where we talk about grilling we need to do that that would be phenomenal bro he's into grilling so you're, so you're from southern california you've, you've you've got here but you're really you've been around here most of your life now you're, yeah. you know like so so and and you, you you've got you're kind of a multi-dimensional you're not worship leading at a church even though we're doing worship leadership your church though that you attend is love and truth correct correct your love let me let me put that promo up because we we have that i got a promo on your church love and truth oh that's so and, nice yeah his church meets at sundays at night are you on the worship platform do you i do i I serve, I lead sets, um, but the majority of the time I'm on drums and electric guitar trying to- We try to, he's one of the drummers we try to steal regularly, you know, so, so, and, and he comes when we need him. I really do appreciate that, so. Uh, Which there's probably an off chance I'll be at your Good Friday service. Oh man, I love that. Let's make that an on chance. Let's make that, be there, we need you, we need to see you. Yeah, I'm ready for Good Friday, we need to do that. So, so he's, like, he's, he's at Love and Truth, church.com. Okay. Uh, you can, you, that, that's the church, nine o'clock, 11 o'clock, double services, they have mm -hmm. service on Wednesday. Uh, Pastor Bob and Terry win the great, great, great mm -hmm. people, great model. It's a, it, it's a, it's a campus model. They're a campus of a much larger network. Uh, like our church, their church is also supporting churches overseas. Yep. Yes. Uh, very significant. We have a lot in common with that. We, we looked at, we did a little more profile on this. If you go back and look at the Israel Lopez series, we totally focused on, on love and truth and the whole model there. That's but cool. I do want to give credit to the church you're serving. Thank Great you. church to attend. Yes. Um, Man, God bless we've you. Tr we've almost figured out that we could run over at nine, be back here at 10 and, and get back over at 11. And we just, we'll just use your preacher. To, we'll beam him in here too. So, and then I've done I, that before. Yeah, yeah, I, I know you have, I know you have. Yeah. We appreciate that. But yeah. but I, I think what you're, what you're probably known for right now around here is the thing called the Cedar Sessions. And we brought you in for that. Yeah. I oh, know wow. you've got a whole creative ministry so cool. as well, where you're doing video and creative creative video and stuff. Yeah. We can talk about that. You can throw that in any time. That will cost you a Patreon sponsorship. Sounds but good. No, no, no. But, but or, or at least maybe someday a new intro 
force. Uh, but uh, we, we got a shot or two of those. You just got doing one of those. Uh, how many of those cedar sessions you've done? It's been several now. Well, actually, it's been a year officially. We totally didn't celebrate it, which is no big deal because it's just a year. We're just getting started. We're going to see if this thing lasts. But it, it's it been, we've probably done like five, six, mm -hmm. something, like something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's been just a something that's just been growing. And it's honestly just a space for people who love to be creative and love to be original. And, yeah. you know, people who already have music that they've written and making room for that and people to come together and really get behind what they're doing. Let me give you a couple of shots up here. We got great shots there. This this one was actually at Community Faith Church. The last one was at, it was was the last one at Love and Truth? Was it look? No, no, no. The last one was at Destiny Center Church. Destiny, Destiny yeah. Center Church, okay. Yeah, and you move them around. You, they're connecting with different groups and different spaces because right. it's about a collective. It's, right. it's a collective worship experience. Um, I, I saw where uh, your Cedar Sessions, and we're going to come back and get your family. I just want to get a little bit on this. because No, for sure. Cedar Sessions is a personal and genuine, no fluff, just passion. That's what's on your Facebook site, our website. God's been speaking to our hearts about the importance of releasing a personal and original sound, which mm -hmm. I love that. This mm -hmm. is a step of faith in that direction, but we trust God with this and it belongs to him. So you're doing something fresh. You're doing something new. Um, you're, it's kind of moving around. It's kind of, it's kind of organic in a large, large sense, I guess. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, the cool. people that we've brought in are people that already have history with one another. And so, Oftentimes you start a new ministry, you create something new. You have to kind of get that camaraderie between yeah. people. And we didn't have to do that. We bypassed years that people spend trying to get people on the same page. And we just bypassed that because we simply already had the friendships and the connections. And I think that's been our sweet spot right now is that we're going after people we already have a connection to. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel or trying to just make friends for the sake of creating a platform. Like we're genuinely just trying to reach out to people we care about and say, Hey, hopefully you could get behind this too, because we care about it and we think you'll care about it too. And I think when you walk into any moment where you're in a Cedar session room, you feel that you already feel the history that people have with one another. And right off the bat, people have already said, man, it's like we, this has been around forever and we just found it. Yeah, I, I I like it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Let, let me let me just give people a feel because people are going. Well, let me ask, why Cedar Session? How did that name come? Give me give me the impact of that name. So, two years ago, like right before COVID hit, uh, Mackenzie and I went to a leadership summit at Church of the Highlands, and they had read in Salt Alabama. In Alabama, I know the church well. Yeah, beautiful, very well. Huge beautiful. church, multi-campus church. I'm telling you, like the, the guy, the guy, the guy's a rocket. I mean, he's a genius. If I could go anywhere, Chris Hodges. If I could go Chris anywhere, Hodges, yeah. I'd go to your church. We've done a lot of <laughs> we've done a lot of Chris Hodges studies here. I, I've used his stuff. It's mm -hmm. very teachable. It's very transferable. Right. He's very transferable. Yeah. So we went. Not to, everybody's transferable. People sometimes do their own thing. You can't repeat yeah. it. It's their anointing. Right. His stuff is very passable. And yeah, that's what awesome. I. That's what I love, because when. When we went to that leadership summit, it felt very much like it was it was our thing. And that's what I loved about that. When we showed up, we were genuinely just trying to soak in as much as we can because we were running a youth group. And it was running somewhere around like 70 plus, right? So we had 70 students, a team of 13. We were trying to encourage our team. And we, were, we came back really motivated. COVID hit. We lost our job. Yeah. We had all this motivation. 
And the one thing that I was holding on to was that verse was Psalms 92, 12 through 15, I believe it is. Um, and it talks about being planted in the house of the Lord. And even in old age, you'll bear fruit. And it was one of these things that for me, it was like, I'm not done. I'm not done with the church <laughs> and I want people to get excited about church. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to create that space. And I think I left Ben, we'd moved back and I keep telling Ben, like, look back at that Marco Polo. Cause that, that Marco Polo is what, like, it, I just like poured it all out. And yeah. it, that's where Cedar Sessions started was that conversation. I said, I need to create a space where something's authentic. It's real. It's not, it's not just a reason to give another platform or to write another song. Like it's actually something that we care about. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's when I came up and I had the idea. It hit my head. It was like Cedar sessions. I was like, wow, that came a lot quicker than I thought. <laughs> I sat on it for a year, lost another job, started working <laughs> with growing media and advertising and marketing. And it was that year that I was like, that was last year. I was mm -hmm. like, I got to do this. It's still on my mind. Wow. That's pretty good. Hey, I want to, I, I want to, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get your family stuff in here in a second. Cause that was in the plan. I didn't mean to dig deep, deep no, no, but, but while we're on Cedar sessions, we are going to, you're going to see a lot more about this. If you're, if you're watching on the doc, you're going to see a lot more about Cedar sessions. We're going to make sure you get to experience that. Uh, we'll do that at the each, each episode. There's going to be a, we're going to run a video from that, that Lucas has done uh, from the Cedar different Cedar sessions. So people can experience that. You can't really experience it. I guess unless you come there. Um, we were here for the first one that was here and Bethan, and I were in the middle of a massive, I don't know, we were cooking something for some sort of massive multi-person event. And so we were just in full blown barbecue mode mm. and I would walk, I could walk, I was, y'all were in here doing it while I was doing it. We were wrapping up a multi-day barbecue cook for, for this big event. And I was able to pause a little bit and just sit outside and just sit outside the sanctuary and just kind of fill my tank a bit. And just wanted to go in. I was afraid if I went in, I'd lose myself and I wouldn't show up at the barbecue you event. Yeah. yeah, I know. But I could see that amongst people from the outside. So yeah, I, I, I can see the power of that. Let me show you a clip here, guys. Um, I'm going to bring this up, Lucas. We got a little video here for one minute. This is on their Facebook site, I think. It was produced by somebody on their team. And I think it'll give you a little bit of feel of what's happening on. And I think this is from the one at Destiny Center. Are you with me now? Are you ready to give him the praise he's worthy of? Are you ready to give him the attention he deserves? Are you ready to pour out the worship that he showed is worthy of? No situation, no circumstance. That's a, just a sample of that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say that's phenomenal because, I mean, we're really not trying to overhype what is already there. No, you don't have to. It's, and, it's, and that's it's what, just that's real. what I love about it. Yeah, and, and honestly, Ben brought up a really good thing that I kind of skipped out. When we think of the term cedars, uh, I did a little bit of, of studying on it. And really, 
the way scriptures talks about cedars is that they were a defense for the city. And so for me, creating this space was really to lift up people who would be willing to say, I'll partner with God to defend our city in worship. Cedars were considered strong. They were towers. They were part of the re- the refuge. They were the they were the bulwark, so to you speak. You could you could correct me if I'm no, wrong, no. but I believe that David, the temple that David built, double cedar. It was cedar. Yeah, and for, brought from the plains of Lebanon, which right. the greatest forest ever. It was like the most incredible thing that really God was just speaking to me. It's, it's a word that it, it, what people know. Cedar, <laughs> not, cedar preserves too, because you know, like moth, like mothball. You know, you, moth closets they'll do with cedar. Right. Cedar not just is a hardwood, but it protects from rot and decay, and 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 it, it's a preservative. It's an everlasting thing, and it's so in, indicative of that verse in Psalms ninety two. Yes, is that. Even in old age, yeah, I will. I will always dwell and in your planted. house. Planted—that's a solid thing. The whole house was, but everything in the temple <laughs> was good. was cedar, and it was lined over that with gold, oh, or, yeah. gold or silver. So, very well said. Well, let, let, we'll come. We're going to come back to that because that's going to be main focus through all this. Is that? But let, let's get into your family. Are you? Let me just ask real quick. Are you? Are you married? Are you single? Are you available? I, are you dating? Tell I am us. so in love with oh my. my wife. Oh my. I love being married. Look at this. This great picture here. Oh my I God. like that. All right. And that's great. I used to say this phrase, uh, make life nothing less than an endless adventure. Yeah. And I believe that began when I married my wife. And your partner here, Mackenzie, uh, you guys have been, how long have you been married now? Uh, it'll, we're going on three years. Three years. Praise God. You got, you got, a, you got, you got a child? We do. Oh. Yes. Mm. We started We started the podcast off by praying for Love the her. podcast and praying for, <laughs> for the breakfast this morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us about your baby. Yeah, so she is, she just turned five months Mm -hmm. and she is so strong. (laughs) And currently occupied. (laughs) Currently occupied. That's okay. No, that's okay. That's good. It's cool. But she is, I don't know, Mac. I mean, you could talk more about her. You spend every day with her. Perfect. (laughs) What's her name? Rosalie Isabella. Rosalie Isabella. That's a Southern name. Yeah. Remember when I said I'm native to Southern? Yeah, it's a Southern (laughs) name. Well, he Southern actually su- picked Southern it. people. I'm from the South. I'm from Memphis. Southern people have names long enough that you have to have an appendage on the license that rolls out. Oh, you know, yeah. okay. they have big last, big middle names, big big pretty yeah. names. Rosalie Isabella. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of like a, I guess you could say a family name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because his mom's name when originally, she cha- originally, yeah, it was Rosa. Rose, Rosa. Mm-hmm. So Rosa, Rosa Lee, Rosalie, and then her. Name middle name is Isabel. Isabella. That's cool. Isabel. Honey, you like that name? That's a right. good name. Isabel. Yeah, I love that. Beth yeah. loves. It. I knew she's gonna like that. That's a quality name. <laughs> yeah, quality name. You guys, so. you guys are great. It, we've just, I've just been marvelled at watching the Lopez's become domesticated <laughs> over the last few years. The, the different yeah. ones getting married. Every one of you have been upgraded by your wives. Oh, and it's for just, sure. Yeah, no, no, it's amazing. And we're, uh, Mackenzie, where are you from? I okay, so i basically grew up in southern illinois but i was born in jackson mississippi oh that's why so, you got a southern name yes. that, that <laughs> i'm from memphis I, that explains it my family's all from yeah. here but but yeah so you're a jackson girl yes yeah, so oh. my mom's side of the family is from mississippi my okay. dad is actually from southern illinois um my parents met at a bible college in jackson okay. which is how they met and got very, married very, so very cool yeah lived there for a few years beginning of my life and then we moved Southern Illinois, so well, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I just see I'm the nothing. luckiest. You're, you're very good. Never knew I'd fall in love with a Mississippi girl. Mississippi you know? girl with mm. lots of S's and I's. Yeah, yes. P's. M I double S double I double P. 
Yeah, my, my our, we have family in Mississippi now too. We spent a lot of time in Mississippi the last oh, yeah. three or four months with our, our daughter. I've gotten Daniel Kendra. to really like it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's hot. it gets hot down there though. It gets boogery hot though. Yeah. It does. Yeah, we, as you get down to Jackson, you get a little more. The tea gets a little thicker. Yeah, you know, you see more fried green tomatoes. Yes. and stuff like that. You know, Memphis boiled is a little peanuts. different. Boiled peanuts. Oh, yeah, you start seeing the soil the changes down there a little bit. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> so, 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 so t- tell us, Daniel, a little bit about your life in Christ. How did you come to life in Christ? Did you? Were you born saved? Did you did you did you go out and cut yourself and get tattoos? Why did I imagine just me being born and immediately a priest yeah. was standing there? How did you get salvation? I know your dad. Okay, we know we, we know we know your dad's a, a preacher. Yes. So I, I know that we've talked about that with Israel. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean just because your dad's a preacher doesn't mean you're you're saved. Yeah. Right. I mean, my kids all had to give their life to Christ. So how did you find Christ? Did you find him in Southern California and run away? Did you did you find him here? Tell us about your your, your Christ story. I think in when I lived well, I was thirteen. I mean, I knew of church. I was about church. Uh but we went to public school. So it's not that I had faith and I didn't have faith. It was just like I was just trying to be a kid. Yeah. And I think I was just trying to experience life for what it was. And I was trying to be on sports teams and just trying to have a good time growing up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I moved to Southern Illinois that I thought about my faith and really questioned whether or not it was real. And by the time I was a senior in high school, I was, I was pumped for God. I was getting ready to go to a Christian school. I won't say which one it is. I went, fell into... A really dark place Um, my life was overwhelmed with pornography Mm -hmm. and bad relationships toxic relationships I was dating women I picked up drinking at a Christian school yeah, yeah, that, so, that, 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 that you think that's not possible, but Beth and I will to be the first to tell you right now. Um, it, our kids attended schools. I attended Christian schools. They can be the very worst. So yeah. it was really bad for yeah. my faith because I was yeah. I was convinced it pops your bubble. Christians were the reason I didn't believe in God. Yeah, and yeah. so the Pharisees, the Sadducees side right. of you. So I proceeded to get involved with like metal bands and uh, really started drumming more, but really for the world, as you would say, and. Um, I really didn't care. I was very reckless and, uh, I did a lot, a lot of damage to a lot of people, uh, because of my selfish ways and, you know, a lot of pride that I had in my heart. Um, it wasn't until I started going to love and truth. I think I told this story at the last Cedar session where, uh, I met pastor Bob and probably the third service that I went to, I was really just going cause my siblings were there. I'd moved back sure. from the Christian school. Um, but it was the third service I was there. I was really angry and I was convinced no pastor could ever say anything. I've heard it all, uh, group in church. Yeah, I and understand that. That's, that makes sense. You did. Yeah. Pastor Bob, I guess something had happened, came off the altar and he said, I'm not strong enough. I, ne- I need you guys to pray for me. And there was something about that that just kind of cracked my reality because I was very angry and I just wanted to hear him say what he's supposed to say. Mm-hmm. And so... As I got more connected, um, one of the pastors, uh, Pastor Philip Meek, had come to speak, points at me like middle of the sermon. I'm sitting third row, not paying attention, don't even remember what he's talking about, points at me and says, the Lord just told me you're not going anywhere. You're supposed to stay right here. And I'm like, literally felt shivers down my spine. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going anywhere. Um, but what really did the thing for me was 
I went, I needed money. I wasn't in the best place and I was trying to figure out how to progress. My parents had gotten a divorce and a lot of things had happened. So I was in a challenging place mentally, spiritually and pastor Bob, I needed money. He asked me to come do a job, come cut the hedges. He'd give me some money. So I went, I did that. And pastor Bob said, Hey, go grab the cutters from the truck. So I went and grabbed them and proceeded to talk with me and just kind of encourage me. But he didn't hand me the cutters. He continued cutting every shrub at the church. We get to the end. He says, I'm still going to pay you. That's good. Don't worry about it. Just pick up, just pick up the shrubs and throw it away, which wasn't much. But right. we spent an hour and a half to almost two hours mm-hmm. doing that. And he was just talking to me and I'm watching him. He's not obviously the the most fit person so he was kind of struggling um but that changed my life i i fell apart and i said if there's anything i want to be i want to be that that's good where i i literally serve people because i care about who they are and i believe in who they're becoming that's right and still give them the reward and them the benefit uh that that just spoke that was the gospel for me right jesus sent his son for our benefit for our for us to get the reward of salvation and that just ruined me <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said okay whatever it is whatever i need to do i'm all in wow. and that led me to eventually really i took a risk i said i'm not working i'm going to be at the church so this was the point that really changed everything when it came to ministry was i would show up to the church and pastor was only paying me 50 bucks a week um, and I was creating the announcement video. So I was doing a job, you know, kind of working, but I had no idea what that would lead to. And I quit, I was not doing anything else. I gave up photography and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I would do the photography to really make ends meet. But it was there that I realized that no one could ever pay me to love God and to serve God with everything I had. There's no, there, like, I'm not doing it for a paycheck. Right. And that let gave us the opportunity to go to Jackson, Tennessee and serve under Pastor Eddie, which was one of the most beautiful experiences we ever had. Challenging, but yeah. it was beautiful. Very and cool. so that that kind of is my <laughs> salvation story. No, it's great. Um, it's very powerful. But that that was it. That was it. It, it was, was the gospel in context. It was just yeah. Mackenzie, kindness, did, did, so. are, are you you're a naturally born Christian or did you, have you do you have a story you want to share? I mean, I guess, you know, because my my father's also a pastor at Destiny Center, which is where the last Cedar session was at. Ooh. And oh. he wasn't um, a pastor. Double preacher yeah. kids. Golly. <laughs> he wasn't a pastor my whole life. I think it was like when I was probably like 10 is when he um, actually became a pastor um, or assistant pastor. And then they started their own church mm-hmm. um, 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, growing up, pastor's kid, you know, you just, you have Jesus automatically kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> just because you're a pastor's kid. And so, you know, growing up, I didn't really think anything of it, kind of like Dan was saying. It's just like, who's there? And Mm. then I would say probably in like junior high and high school is where I feel like you. I really was like, okay, this is like something serious. And in high school, like I never really, I was never a crazy kid, like. Like you knew a bunch of crazy stuff. I did, you know, I did, I did stuff in high school, but I was never like insane. And so, <laughs> I was 
probably my junior year of high school, I was in this relationship with this guy and it was just terrible. Um, basically I felt like I was worthless, like, you know, just doing things that I didn't want to do, but I felt like I had to do. And so I just, I was tired and I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Like I deserve better than this. And so I ended it with the guy and I was like, I, that is when I like really like was like, Lord, like I need you in my life. And it was just finding the worth in him. And I was like, I'm done. I'm going to work on me. You know, I'm going to really build my relationship with the Lord. And it's funny because when I decided to do that, I was about to graduate high school. Um, and that's actually when I met Daniel was when I was like, I'm not going to get in a relationship. Here comes Daniel. Yeah, I know the feeling. Like <laughs> and so it was, that's kind of like, when me and Daniel first started dating was when it was like, because he challenged me like hardcore. Like if I didn't have him in that moment and in that season of my life, I don't know where I would be. Cause yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I just didn't want to settle. I think that's where, where I was because that was like on the, we met on the tail end where yeah. I, I had, that's all I was doing. Like there was so much judgment on my life because people didn't understand that I was willing to quit my job and just show up to the church for 50 bucks a week to be faithful and just and, see what God's yeah. going to do. And so when we met, I was like, look, you're either in or you're not. And if yeah. it's not all about God, I don't want to be a part well, of this. I, th I, I think there's two good pieces in there. My, my mentor, Fred Bishop, I talk about him a lot when, when he's got a book called the road to ground zero, which I have copies of in my office. I'd be glad to give you a copy, but it talks about, when you get ready to really find your ministry, not, mm -hmm. not, not somebody you've worked for, you're not your dad's, not your dad's, yeah. not, not somebody else's ministry. When you go to find your ministry, you have to find your ground zero mm. and to find your yeah. ground zero. When he got, when, when he got led into that, he, he writes in his book that Sammy Tippett was a very popular prophet, world evangelist down in Texas area. And he, he just, he basically got his stuff and said, I want to go work for you. And he, he, you just go work beside somebody till that anointing comes. He was his Bob, so to speak. And, and he, 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 Sammy didn't need him. He was getting ready to go to a crusade overseas. And he says, I'll just go and carry your luggage. And he literally went and traveled with him for the first couple of years, just carried luggage and stuff, you know, just, just, just did stuff until eventually somebody said, well, I need somebody for that. And I'm tired. Well, Fred, you go, you know, he'd been with him long enough that the anointing was transferring. Right. And, and there was a time later on though, when, you know, Fred said, you know, he came to the point and said, this is where I'm now to go. And what I've learned in these principles, now I'm ready to go execute. Right. You know, and sometimes you just have to have that time where you just kind of peel off the layers and you carry somebody else's luggage for a while right. and you're just faithful and you're just faithful. Yeah. And that's really cool. Really cool. I, I, I knelt down with the Lord on a, on a, New Year's Eve service and told the Lord I wasn't going to date anybody for a year. And I got married in August <laughs> and, yeah. and I, I told the Lord I wasn't going to date anybody. Cause I, I just wanted to just give myself to him like that yeah. similar, you know? And then at the same time, Shane, his son, who's my best friend, he, uh, he knelt down next to me. He was preaching that day and he, he's not chatty with the Lord type stuff. He knelt down and said, the Lord told me you'll be married before this year. I said, well, I'm down here telling the Lord I'm dedicating this year to being <laughs> celibate and not dating anybody. And he says, well, mine says, thus saith the Lord, what is your say? And so mine says, thus saith Troy. I met her the next month and, and we were engaged by Easter and married by August. You That's know? incredible. So it was, you know, you know, it's, it's amazing when you, I think the Lord sometimes on some of us, he just needs to see us make that declaration. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe he was merciful. He said, yeah, Troy's made that declaration. He's going to be miserable. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I know he's made it in his heart. You know, you made that. You could see finally. You made that change. I think the Lord, He, I think he knows when we switch. Yeah. You know? For sure. And he goes, you're on a different plane now. And then he can begin to add yeah. the ingredients that bring you into the man or the woman of God you're going to mm-hmm. be. Hey, let me ask you a question. I'll get into the heart of this. we got a few minutes left here. we, we just got a few minutes. But the heart of this first section, the heart of the whole series is Ben and I just have some ideas that the heart of worship we want to get at the heart of worship and we'll get deeper into this because the cedar sessions you're doing, they really fit with what a lot God's showing us to do. I know there's going to be some things that we're going to be doing in community faith church and partner with the larger faith community. I know the cedar sessions are, are providing an anointing to, toward that. And I, and we'll get to that in the next, because I really see there is a work in connection. There's a work in, in, in camaraderie of other believers that want to see God do amazing things here that are real and authentic that break down, uh, denominational barriers, church barriers, and just lift up the church. So, because right. I, I know from how you guys and we all operate, really none of us really care what church you go to. We just all go to the same church. Everybody shares like it's one in common, and we're just in, all in the same battle together. We just happen to be stationed at different camps. Right. And, I, and I love that about what I'm seeing. And people that can't get with that, well, you know, they're going to have to get with that because Jesus has lots of flocks, <laughs> Yeah, you know, on. they got to get with that, but, but we're going to get into that deeper, but I want to ask you the question that kind of leads off the rest of this episode, uh, at the core of our discussion for you, what for you, Daniel is the heart of worship for you, the core heart of worship. When you say getting back to God or getting back to the heart of worship, how do you define that for yourself? And how do you see that as you build the Cedar session model? What is your heart of worship? There was a moment when I'm going to answer that with a story. There was a moment before I moved to that Christian college where I had, we were living in this house and I lived in the basement is where my room was. And I remember turning on this candle and I don't know what, what it was about. I just wanted to pray. I just wanted to seek him and it was one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had in my life where I just opened up the Psalms and began, began like speaking the Psalms. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was, I was by the, like, I don't even remember how long I was down there. All I could remember were the tears coming out of my face mm-hmm. and I was just on the ground. And it was like, for me, worship was about just putting my eyes on him and forgetting that anything else really mattered that I could spend hours and hours and hours and realize that the only satisfaction I could really get in my life, true success was being before him on my face. And that for me, like that changed everything. Mm -hmm. Like I asked pastor Bob to do uh, a Cedar sessions type thing. It's because I, I just, I've had this thought in my head, you know, I'd seen guys like, um, Oh, Desperation Band, you know, they did some acoustic things. Uh, there was uh, we, House Fires, you know, so many mm-hmm. people who have, done, who have done what we've done. But at the core of it, it was like, it wasn't the music that created that. It was, it was, just, it, was it wasn't the music that created that. That's okay, that. we'll blame the baby. Yeah. <laughs> it was the baby. It wasn't the yeah. music that created that. The coffee. Me too. It, yeah. it was the personal encounter that people had that they brought corporately to the table. And so I think the presence of God is literally inside of all of us. 
And we know that it's just when you bring that personal encounter in front of other people and you offer that to the Lord together, it's a, it's really a life surrendered. Worship is just, I'm all in right now. It's not my yes in tomorrow. It's my yes for right now. And so that for me is like my obedience to God is, is my great highest form of worship. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what that is for me. I like that. Worship is the, I'm all in putting my eyes on him to the point that nothing else really matters. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good focus point. And that, that would explain the focus of the Cedar session. So there's, there's a circleness, there's a connectedness and there's just a complete focus. Uh, I can, I can really see that. That's really intense. Yeah. My dad always challenges me and he always says that I'm kind of the son that's not afraid to do anything. And, um, I, I don't agree. I don't think I'm the only son cause I know my brothers, they're, they're fearless, but there was just something about watching my dad again and again, never give up on his faith. Yeah. But cutting ground. I mean, I think I, I see you as a ground cutter. I mean, the, 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 everybody has their, their different roles and stuff, you know, I just but, don't want to settle. Yeah. Me, me neither. If it's, if it's not with everything, then, then why do you say it's yeah. with everything? I'll chunk everything <laughs> not to settle. I, 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 hate, I hate settling. <laughs> well, well, let me, let me ask you as we, as we get ready to wrap this up, what, what are your, what, what would be, you know, one, two, three, maybe no more, no more than five, but really a couple, two or three. What are your base principles or your keys to having worship that connects with the heart of God? What What are the things, if you're getting ready to, if I don't, I'm not saying play the game of worship, but, but if you're getting ready to get into worship, like, like, like you're going to compete, you're going to get before God in a football game, you know, what, 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 what is the thing you need to strap on and get set? What, what's, what's happening in the locker room for you to get ready to get out there and get in that embodiment connection with God? What are those things that you think are core uh, to set the stage. I think I'll summarize that in a phrase. And um, if you love God, you're going to love people. And those people will learn to love God. Yeah. For me, that's 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 it. It's, it's loving God, loving people. Yeah. And when you share that and create a space for that, people are going to fall in love with God. Mm-hmm. And create a space, though. Yeah, you got to create that space where you can allow it. Because a lot of people love God and love people, but there's not really, it doesn't really reflect anywhere because it's not shown or there's not a place to apply it. That's the cool part is creating a space isn't the same for everybody. Right. Creating a space could mean opening up your home right. and having absolutely. dinner. No, absolutely. Creating a space could mean, hey, I made that phone call. Creating a space could be, I sent that text message. Creating a space could be anything, even jumping on a video game and hanging out with your friends on Twitch. It could be anything. It's just a matter of being intentional, which is our word for this year. Um, being very intentional and saying, I'm doing this because I want to have a relationship with that person so that I can encourage them to seek mm-hmm. or know God more. Yeah. W- one of the things that, that I've got, we're going to go much deeper in the next couple episodes. Uh, and we've started this, we're getting at the heart of this. And I think these are great foundation stones and we'll dig into this, but but one of the things that, that's been on my heart for probably five years now is to create, when I came back here to Southern Illinois, you know, 13 years ago, they were still talking in the Minister Alliance about how do we deal with people that are hungry and need, need a meal and need help. And, and they were, they the exact same conversation was going on when I left here being the energy cult pastor in 1989, the same conversation, 91, the same conversation was happening. It was like, I left the meeting and the conversation was exactly where it was to the point that two of the pastors, Steve McEwen and, uh, and then father Ken, he's with the Lord. Now they were in the meeting. Uh, there was another pastor that had been there when I was there the first time. So there were three other pastors that were there in the last meeting I attended. I remember asking a question in my last minister Alliance meeting. And I looked at these guys and, and, and I'm, 
back for the first time in over 20 years and they're reading off what the concerns are. And I looked at McEwen and I said, you're kidding me. He said, yes, we're having the exact same conversation at your last meeting. You know what I mean? Yeah. We were both youth pastors almost just off that. I said, you've got to be kidding. We got to solve this problem. This is ridiculous. Mm. You know, and I, I'd come from two communities where we had started uh, Highland Area Christian Service Ministry in Pawnee. We had started a feeding program. And I said, guys, you just got to do it. You know, we did it. I did it twice. We put all these guys in the car. We went up and saw it the next week. I took them all in the van. I showed them two ministries we'd created over the last 20 years that were doing a magnificent job. And they said, they came back and said, well, let's do this. And said, they said, how do we do it? I said, we got to raise some money. That led to First Family Fun Day. That's cool. And so That's we, awesome. I said, make me total dictator and absolute monarch and I'll do it. <laughs> you know, you just do what I, and I did. And, and I said, they said, I said, I, I, total dictator and absolute monarch. And I did. And we raised the money and we started the, the you know, and out of that came a service ministry that yeah. nobody has to go hungry around here. Yeah. About four or five years ago, I began to think, man, out of the relationships we've developed, out of what we've seen come out of community faith here and you guys, I began to get a hunger to see that go beyond that to doing evangelism together, to doing Christ together. And and, and while the barriers between our churches are very small these days, it, back in the day they were high. You know, this denomination, that denomination. We don't, right. Who cares? We loan everything we got to everybody. And yeah. I mean, we've had churches start out of our church here. Journey started here. I, I don't care. I'm a church planner. I don't yeah. care who gets the kingdom. I don't care where they end up in church. That's why we'll promote love and truth in a split second here. Yeah, I have sent people to love and truth because for years they were doing better recovery ministry than I ever knew how to do. Mm. So I, I really have got a heart desire right now to create the church in our area in a way in which it's fresh, where we can get pastors working with worship leaders, not necessarily me working with Ben, but could be me working with you or, or one of the other pastors. We've got a real desire to create space out there to get the dischurched, the unchurched, the dechurched, the frustrated with church back in and hearing the gospel fresh. And yeah. if in the process they go, well, I like Pastor Troy, or I like the worship of Dustin Griffith, or I like the word, their church meets at this time. Go, go see them. Yeah. yeah. Just, I, I've got a desire to create some safe space, some place to get mm -hmm. people connected again. And we're, we're working on that here. And, and I know I've been talking to you guys about it. I, I think it's very similar to what you're hearing in the Cedar session. We need some authentic, we need some real place again. Yeah. And I think we're going to, I think in due season, we're seeing a revival start to happen in Southern Illinois Definitely. and it's happened amongst the, the men and women of God, the collective people called by his name. And I think it's people that are willing to put their eyes on him and get off their own stuff. Yeah. And so, so I'm excited about that. I, being very intentional, I, I think I think God is going to step by step. Uh, we're going to see revival, really, really major revival here. And I think the Cedar Sessions are the a huge precursor to that. They have opened the way to making this possible. And as I've talked to other pastors about working with me to do this collective church. Um, I point to him and say, I, we, the worship pastors are already on board because they're already doing Cedar sessions. <laughs> I do. I tell them and, and they, and they're, and we're not embarrassed, but we're, but I think you guys are motivating us. So we're going to talk more about that in our next couple of sessions. Daniel, thank you very much. Yeah. And Mackenzie, thank you yes. so much for being here. Ben, uh, you're the best I, for being I quiet. really appreciate it. We're going to be back in just a moment I love you. Uh, with, with another good round here, but I just want to remind you, you can check out Cedar sessions, go to Facebook at Cedar sessions uh, and, and check them out out go find their stuff is your stuff out on youtube is that where it is yeah it's yes. on youtube go to youtube and find it hit like, like
like, subscribe. subscribe. They're, they're going to get monetized. <laughs> if they get monetized, I'm yes. going to. Okay, hey, we at On the Dock will ride their curtails. Let's go. They get there. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, we'll be back in, in part 11. We'll be featuring Daniel Lopez in another round here. We'll be going much deeper. You do not want to miss this. It's going to be incredible. And, and do check out those Cedar sessions. So thank you, you for joining us. Go to onthedock.org. You can find out all about us there. You can write an email at info at onthedock.org. And don't forget, we have seven different platforms. One, two, that, three, four, that five, baby six, has seven, something to say. Eight different platforms. Hello, baby. Hello, <laughs> Rosalie Isabella. How are you doing? Uh, she's done great on the show, hasn't she? Yeah. Hit subscribe, like, notify, and all those things, and, and tell other people about us, and check out our yeah. Patreon site, become a partner or a sponsor. If you don't have a church home to go to, we are always welcome to come out to Community Faith Church, COFTV.com. You can check us out on our website there as well. You can go to Love and Truth as well. We'd love you to just, just get in church just someplace. Get in church. And frankly, you can go to all of 9, 10, 11. You just kind of hang around. You know, just, it'd just be great. We'd get love to have Get plugged in. Get, get plugged in yes. and, and get to a Cedar session. Stop making excuses. Yeah, stop making excuses. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up this episode. It's been great. We'll be back in the next one. But as we go out on this, uh, our, 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 our executive producer, uh, uh, Lucas, has prepared an incredible Cedar session experience for you. So as we wrap up and as we sign off it on the dock, get ready to enjoy the Cedar session and find the next one and come be a part of it. If God's leading you there, it's going to be a great experience. So thank you so much, Daniel. And thank this you, Cedar Pastor session Troy. is coming to you right now.
our last song. And I just really, really feel like you have got to sing the bridge over your family, over your church, over your city. I'm tired of seeing the enemy just take advantage of the church. I'm tired of seeing the church fall underneath the feet of the lies that this world is going through. I'm ready to see the kingdom of God on top once again. I'm ready to see the church shining like never before. I'm losing my voice and I don't really care because I'm ready. So we're gonna sing this bridge again. And I want you to sing it with everything you got.